Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for Friday, May 8th. And today I want to talk about, God, this month. Wow, there's a lot of change and you can really feel it. I mean, I feel it energetically, you know, and I'm kind of amazed even as I think about, wow, what's changing? What has changed? Um, I really feel that we've turned a corner. So we'll see, but because <laughs> there's, there's more to come. But uh, anyway, I want to talk about the nodes of the moon changing from the Cancer Capricorn axis where they've been for the last 18 months to Gemini Sagittarius. I want to talk about some of the retrogrades we're going to have um, this month, which is, I mean, three planets are going retrograde as well as the nodal axis changing, which is a big deal. You know, so and includes these these planets include Venus, which is the planet that goes into a retrograde position the least amount. So um, meaning that it doesn't retrograde every year, you know, without fail, um, like Jupiter, but or Mercury many times, um, even Mars. So Every year and a half or so, we'll have a Venus retrograde, and it's the same thing with the movement of the, the nodes of the moon. So we're talking about some changes happening, and I think we're gonna see it in the collective. But I'm, it's kind of a big deal, and I know that I have had clients coming to me saying, hey, what does it mean to me? What does it mean to my chart? And I think that that's important, especially if you do have planets in Gemini and Sagittarius or your nodal axis is in Gemini or Sagittarius. It is even more, there's more emphasis on change and more emphasis on opportunity. But no matter what, we're all gonna feel this movement. And I wanna talk more about the mundane astrology that is the everyday cosmic weather that we're all gonna feel. And, you know, it's, it affects everyone. So remembering too that, you know, astrology is meaningful or defined astronomy. Uh, you know, someone's natal chart is really kind of an energetic snapshot of the moment in time that they were born. And you take that and you move through life, which is always moving and turning and changing. I mean, the word universe means altogether turning. So uh, there's always something to describe, you know, um, what, how you're feeling. There's always some movement in the heavens that, you know, definitely defines that as above, so below maxim. One of the things that I have found in observing astrology for so long is that the nodes of the moon and the eclipses in general always portend change. And I'm talking about like external in your face change. So we're going to have now for the next year and a half or so um, eclipses in the time periods of Gemini and Sagittarius season back and forth, solar and lunar. And we still have one last um, Cancer Capricorn solar and lunar eclipse before they're completely, uh, completely finished. But uh, the node will, the nodes are still going to be in Gemini Sagittarius through that. Um, so let's talk about what that means. 
in astrology, the nodes, as I mentioned, um, you know, not planetary bodies, but elliptical points in space. Okay. But their meaning um, is kind of like an axis of fate, meaning that the south node is what we are leaving behind, what we are learning to let go of. Uh, and the north node is what we are leaning into, um, what we are uh, essentially trying to sow, the seeds that we are trying to sow in the future and what we need. It's like the north node is a key to also letting the south node go. And so in mundane astrology, meaning all of us, we need to let go of the things as described by the sign of the south node and lean more for the next 18 months into the things as described by the north node. And we have here the polarity of Gemini and Sagittarius. And this polarity is all about um, the mind, thinking, communication, um, knowing, uh, versus thinking, uh, learning versus teaching, um, facts versus of hypothesis, uh, all of that. And I find that so fascinating um, that we are going from this like very much like the Cancer Capricorn is very much about security, you know, I mean, Cancer and Capricorn or about um, what the things, the structures that we put in place to nourish, nourish and nurture ourselves, whether it is the structure, the organized structure of a family, um, you know, a community, a neighborhood, a government, etc. That's the Capricorn, and or the you know the things that we actually do in order to nourish ourselves are the food that we put into our our you know our bodies and the ways that we comfort ourselves. That is that Cancer, how we take care of our children, all of that. Um, so we're moving from that into this very, um, a cerebral kind of an energy. And I found it absolutely fascinating that, you know, what we have to leave behind that Sagittarius is knowing and what we need to cultivate is thinking critically. So it's like, Instead of thinking that we have all of the answers, that's that kind of shadow side of Sagittarius. I know, I know everything. I know how things are. I know what it is. I have control. I have this philosophy. Sagittarius rules philosophies and religions, right? Because a religion says uh, that I know what spirituality is. It is defined and I can control it in that way. And, you know, I've got Mercury and Sagittarius. I talk about that all the time. So, um, and a boatload of planets in that ninth house, which is the natural house of Sagittarius. So I've been actively thinking about cultivating. I also have a bunch of planets in my third house too. Cultivating new ways of thinking. So um, that is what we need to do in the next 18 months. It's all about having new experiences and having that kind of beginner's mind and gaining, looking at the facts, looking at data. So less about belief and more about kind of like that show me the money kind of thing. It is perfectly in keeping with where we're at right now because 
what has in many ways driven us apart in, in many, many ways in this country is our belief systems that we have clung to for the sake of security, that Cancer Capricorn. And we don't even know, We nobody knows right now with Neptune and Pisces coloring all of that too, what is real and what isn't? What is true and what is not true? What is fake news? What is What are facts? And people, some people don't even, don't even care. It's very confused. But when we're put up against something as intense as our own mortality through this pandemic, it is absolutely necessary to lean into what we would consider to be real facts, meaning looking at our five senses, looking at using our intellectual understanding to bring uh, the general ideas uh, and data of any given situation into play in order for us to look at them in a very simple and straightforward way. Meaning we don't know the truth. We, we don't already know what things are. What we're doing is we're opening ourselves up to what things, how, how things are showing us now in the present moment they can be. So less defining and more opening to explore. And so I think that um, when it comes to say fighting COVID-19, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to kind of lean into science, helping us to separate the chaff from the wheat and to differentiate. This is like this, this is not like this, you know, to sort and formulate the data. These are the, this is the realm of Gemini. Gemini does not, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily discriminate. It wants it all. It wants all the data. It wants all the facts. It wants all the experiences. It wants that variety. And it wants to be able to filter many things through um, its system in order for it to make choices. So, you know, it makes so much sense that we're leaving behind this sort of feeling of safety and surety that we had with that Sagittarius of like, okay, I want this like altogether philosophy on how everything works. It's like it's upended, you know? I mean, that Sagittarius can also be, you know, the Newtonian, you know, theory. It's it's about theories and, and, and you know, hypotheses of like what things are and how you can kind of like push it all into like one place. And so um, I think it just is like so in keeping with the times. All of us, including those of us that think that we have any kind of an edge over knowing what's going to happen or, you know, um, what is happening, we need to just step back and, and allow the mystery to reveal itself to us in its way through the data that we're getting. So to me, it just makes so much sense. And um, I really love it because it gives us that opportunity to, you know, I mean, this whole thing is just kind of like bitch slapped everybody into, I mean, I, I'm talking about like everybody, whether it is, you know, the government or, you know, the, uh, the seers and the astrologers and the, the people that thought that they were safe because they led a safe life. Everything's falling apart. But when things fall apart, they have 
an exciting opportunity to be rebuilt. And you don't get those opportunities very often. So it's it's wonderful. And so in order for us to rebuild, we need all the facts, right? We need all the data. We need to look at our tools. We need to know what we have to work with. And we need to have that beginner's mind. You know, that's such an important thing because it allows you to learn, right? And it allows you to grow. That's why it's so much harder for adults to learn new things like languages or, you know, if you don't know how to drive a car and you learn to drive a car when you're an adult, it's so much harder because you've built up these sort of pathways in your brain and a lot of them are pathways of surety. But then that doesn't give you an openness to be all that you can be and to continue to grow and change and evolve. And I think that that's what's happening right now. So um, we're, we're kind of falling apart in order for us to come back together. And that's really exciting. Um, I think that we need to really look at applying um, as much factual information as we can to literally everything that we are each individually and collectively doing to rebuild our lives because there's going to be more of this this energy of falling apartness throughout this year and I think that we're going to have some flare-ups in July um, and definitely some flare-ups in October of this year with the Mars retrograde but we're also going to have an opportunity to review how far we've come and what we've experienced over the course of the last few months um, over the summer with all these retrogrades. So when you do that, attempt to do that through the factual stating of what you experience. So not applying any kind of philosophical bedrock to like your suffering or um, a knowing of how things are going to be and what we need or should do. No shoulds. Just like, okay, here's the facts. I felt blah, 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 blah. And I experienced X, Y, Z. And you can come back to creating a hypothesis or what have you, a philosophy or an ideology around the experience later. Because I feel like now is the time to settle into learning and growth through sort of eating or feeding um, in, you know, the, the south and, and north nodes are also called the dragon's tail. And the tail is the south node where you release and the north node is the mouth where you ingest. So feeding your own mind and your own psyche with factual information and experiences that allow you to later perhaps release um, what you thought you knew or release any old philosophies or old ways of belief. That's a very Sagittarian word, belief, um, that you may have had that isn't serving you anymore. And how you know it's not serving you anymore is that it just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so... Um, you know, the notes show us how we approach our fate, you know, and I think that although we may feel very comfortable in the south node, the north node is vision. And if we can, um, I, I love that uh, there's an astrologer called um, Antero Ali, 
And he describes the nodes as showing where we can decode instructions for our pathway to progress by seeing via our north node how the habits and inertia of the past can impede our growth. So it's kind of like another way of maybe succinctly describing what I'm talking about. What has impeded our growth are old belief systems and old paradigms that are no longer working anymore. And as we are ushered into this new age of Aquarius and the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, I'm telling you, you know, I'm, I, I gotta say that I am holding space for the fact that Jupiter and Saturn conjunct in Aquarius could potentially be that, you know, that sort of pseudo dystopian 1984 vision, but I don't believe that it will be. I believe that we can, if we hold collectively our experiences and our intentions in check, that we can create a new paradigm, okay? It doesn't, like the shadow is always, you know, it's always present, especially when there's a big light. And I'm not saying that there won't ever be shadow in our new normal, which will include, you know, thermal freaking lasers, checking our temperature and all the other crap. It's there. It's, it's freaking <laughs> science fiction is real and it is here and it is our future. But I think that what is also real is that all of our desires and our thoughts and our consciousness are also feeding the collective now. So this is the time. Do we use technology for good? Okay, I think it's very possible, especially because the old paradigm, the old material, the earth element is moving and the earth element is very much about using and abusing, you know, the world and, pow and power and things like that. So, you know, this is much more idea oriented. So I think that we have, we have opportunity here. We have a lot of opportunity. So, um, I want to read you just a little bit more um, about the outer planets too as kind of collective destiny. And we do have Pluto currently in retrograde. Um, later we'll have Uranus later this summer. Here, let me tell you when, when Uranus is going to be retrograde. It's kind of like a little bit of a later one. Uranus won't go retrograde till August. But um, right now we have... This month, um, we have several different planets going into retrograde. But, um, you know, Pluto is about, you know, <laughs> Pluto is really about experiencing death, okay, in many, many ways. It is the boundary, right? The boundary of the known universe, the boundary of our known universe, our known, and the universe as like a metaphor for consciousness and like our awareness. So for us, the boundary of life is death, right? Um, and so that's really what in many ways Pluto represents. And we have Pluto essentially long-term, it's been 12 years in the planet of Capricorn, structure, government, economics. I mean, what happened in 2008, folks? Everybody knows that. And um, honestly, the last time Saturn and Pluto a, um, an opposition in 2001, and that was 9-11. So we have a lot of like really big things that are being reflected by, uh, you know, events on earth also in the, you know, in the, the heavens. But, um, 
I think that the retrogrades right now combined with the movement of, you know, the planets, you know, um, the Gemini Sagittarius South nodes. And these are, these are telling us that this is like the, the end of something. There's a real feeling of finality to a long-term um, situation that's been going on. So this month we have uh, Saturn turning retrograde. Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn. It is in Capricorn. It's going to be retrograde from May 10th to the 29th of September. We have Jupiter also retrograde in Capricorn as well. We have Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. Pluto will turn retrograde from Venus will retrograde in Gemini from May 13th to June 25th. Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all retrograde and then we'll have eclipses. The first eclipse will be on June 6th and it will be in Sagittarius. It's a lunar eclipse. So it's a super full moon and it's in Sagittarius. So it's definitely going to be about letting go of um, or some kind of fullness about um, thinking that we knew something, okay? Um, the philosophy of something, understanding something. That's that Sagittarius. Um, and then June 20th, we're going to have a solar eclipse, a super um, north node solar eclipse at zero degrees Cancer. Uh, and then July 4th, on the 4th of July, another lunar eclipse at 13 degrees Capricorn. That's going to be when I feel like something major could happen, especially because it's around the 4th of July. Um, and it's a, you know, it's an opposition between the Cancer, uh, Capricorn, Sun, Moon, and it's, you know, it's really related to the chart of the United States. So there may be something happening in, you know, around the White House. So we're going to have this like really weird contentious sort of summer um, with retrograde planets. We've got some eclipses. Um, more will be revealed. Then I think that August will be kind of sleepy. But um, the other lunar eclipses in the Gemini Sagittarius will be November 30th. Okay. North node lunar eclipse at Gemini, eight degrees. And then we're going to have December 14th another lunar eclipse, south node lunar eclipse at 23 degrees Sagittarius. Um, and I think that after that, like a week after that, we have the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on the solstice. So it's going to be a whole rockin' and rollin', you know, rest of this year. Don't think it's just going to be like, we're going to get back to normal. I don't think we will. But I do think that we are going to have an incredible opportunity to work on some of the things that we need to work on. And working on these retrogrades is going to be a real blessing. I've mentioned a few times that I'm, we're gonna do um, a retrograde uh, workshop. So um, Brooke Albrigo, you know, she is a, um, a wise woman and a Reiki master and uh, a sound healer. And we're going to have sound healing, um, guided meditation, um, and I am going to lead us into a discussion and guiding 
meditation into the energy of the retrograde so that you can work on it. We're going to have a ton of awesome self-care activities, um, workshoppy workbook stuff, things to work on during the retrogrades so that you can like dig down deep into the retrogrades of each, um, of each planet and pull out because remember the retrograde is an inward turning energy. It is past turning and it's, it's both inward and also past. So there's an opportunity for, for you to review your own past in regards to this planetary energy, as well as to kind of, you know, look at how you've responded to this energy and all the changes that it's brought you. Um, so definitely look for that. It's coming up next week, I think. We're gonna drop it pretty soon. Um, but Gemini Sagittarius, where do you have it? So the transiting nodes right now are at 29 degrees, okay? The North Node at 29 Gemini and the South Node at 29 Sagittarius. The nodes work in reverse to the planet, so they start at a 29 degree. So they go, they you know, they went from zero degrees Cancer to 29 Gemini, the North Node. And then it'll just work through 28, 27, 26, all the way. So for the next year and a half. Um, so looking at where you have that in your chart, do you have planets? I mean, everybody's got it somewhere, right? Well, you have every single sign across the houses of your chart. Where is your, where are the nodes? Are they approaching angles of your chart? If so, get ready for change. Are they approaching um, the sun and the moon? Same. Okay, the angles of your chart, that would be the degree of your ascendant and descendant or your midheaven and your IC, the MM Coley. Um, so look at that because you're gonna have some changes, definitely. I mean, my ascendant is like pretty much zero degrees Capricorn. So I, ha I just had the nodes cross over that. And so now they're moving into the 612th house axis for me, which is the house of health. And um, both, you know, for me, Gemini, the North Node, that's what I need to bring in is in my sixth house of health and work. And it's the house of Virgo. So all the Virgo and things, you know, working on my health, working on my habits, but not just my physical health, also my mental health, releasing some of the things that I need to release. Uh, in terms of the ways of thinking that I have brought into my own life and what I need to let go of is going to be a big part of this work for me, especially since I have um, my Mercury there. So I'm going to have the South Node very closely conjuncting my Mercury. Right now it is essentially conjunct my Mercury because it's I have a 24 degree Mercury. Uh, so I need to really think about that. What habits from the past ha and, and thought forms and belief systems more than that that do I need to release? So think about it for yourself. Um, it's a very exciting time. If you think that you know what the nodes of the moon are, keep your, you know, keep yourself open to that. What do you need to release? What do you need to release? It has a lot to do with belief systems about how you think or thought you knew what things were. Very Sagittarius. Um, or just, you know, the general knowing in general. And I would also say, you know, releasing uh, some idea on 
you know, because Sagittarius also rules foreign cultures on foreign cultures too, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying too that like, you know, part of it is Sagittarius is travel to foreign lands. Gemini is travel in your neighborhoods. Gemini is very much concerned with the neighborhood, you know, your immediate surroundings. And doesn't that make sense too? You know, people are not going to be doing as much international travel as they have in the past. There's going to be much more of a focus on their home and their own community. You know, we're going to like take trips, you know, to local places or via car rather than plane. So that's also another aspect of the Gemini Sagittarius polarity. Uh, I would love to hear from you about what you think. Um, also think about too, where are the retrograde planets? Again, I'm going to do some, we're going to do some amazing workshops. Um, if you are having your Venus return, that is, if you have Venus in Gemini, I would really recommend that you do take this workshop. It is an incredible opportunity for you to dive into the ocean of your um, manifesting and receiving self and pull up pearls of wisdom. This is an incredible, incredible year for you to, um, to find and cultivate self-esteem, to um, understand yourself more deeply, and also to get what you want. I know this may sound crazy, but it's very possible when you have a Venus return, even though she's going retrograde, she's going to be there for a freaking long time. Um, so you have a lot of, a lot of time this summer, great opportunity for you to do inner inward work, sacred self-care, um, anything that you put your energy into, um, letting go of, especially around belief systems is going to really pay off for you. So do try it. Um, I'm sending you so much love and, uh, I still don't know whether or not I had COVID-19, but as soon as I know, promise I'll post it because I was like very strangely ill. But again, you know, it's, it's again, like, I don't know what's real and what's not anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need those facts. That's why I got tested. It's Gemini. I want the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Um, and by the way, you know, astrology is filled with facts because you look at the correspondence of an experience and its sort of, uh, you know, connection to an astrological movement and the fundamental uh, definition of that. And you get, you know, you get something very concrete. And so that's why I say astrology isn't necessarily something to believe in. It is something to know about because it is and, and always has been. Uh, it's a producer of information for you. Another way for you to understand and look at what is happening in your own consciousness and to be able to separate yourself from your own emotional reality, as my mom would say. Um, what else? Uh, I had a really interesting thing happen recently where an old friend of my mom's um, sent me a little thing on Facebook about her daughter writing a book. It's called Home Baked. And it's about her um, edible brownie business in San Francisco in the 70s and 80s. So it's a book called Home Baked by Alia Voltz. Really good. 
uh, definitely if you're at all interested in San Francisco, uh, marijuana, the history of marijuana, um, edibles, <laughs> or you just want to read or, or um, you know, gay rights, um, the history of uh, the Castro in the 70s and 80s and Moscone milk. I mean, it's just really, really well done. Kudos, Alia. And um, so anyway, I read it. I ordered it. I read it really, really fast in just a couple days because I kind of loved it. I have my own story to tell. It's parallel to Alia's story being the daughter of, you know, drug dealers. But um, anyway, so I messaged Alia. I found her because I, I wasn't Facebook friends with her, but I found her and I was like, hey, you know, and she's like, oh my God, I remember you from when I was a kid. And then I said, yeah, you know, one of the key characters in the book actually made my for my wedding dress when I got married um, many, many years ago in San Francisco. And um, I said to Alia, hey, do you remember? She was at my wedding, Alia. I was like, do you remember that? And you remember Barb made my wedding dress? And she's like, oh, I totally do. Oh my gosh, you know. So then just a couple days ago, bing, this woman Barb pops up, who I'd only met really a couple times, you know, and she had made my wedding dress. And she's like, hey, I made your wedding dress. (laughs) And she's like, I want a reading. So wow, how funny is that? Life is so filled with so many interesting things. And um, I believe in it. I believe in the intelligence and intent of the unfolding universe. And I am sending you so much love. And if there's anything that you need from me that I can do, please let me know. Um, Check out the retrogrades check out the workshop we're going to do soon i'll post it on social media and check out your own opportunity to workshop your way through um you know this summer uh redoing and reframing your life both you know the from pluto like what are you getting rid of you know what kind of structures are you getting rid of Um, the nodes of the moon, you know, what belief systems can you change? What can you open up to so that you can learn and grow? You need to open your mind, you know, Uh, tilt that cup a little bit so that you can bring in new information. Um, What, you know, what blockages do you have towards getting what you need and want and relating to others? That Venus and with Saturn, you know, what restrictions do you and fears do you put on yourself that you can work on you know what essential knots do you need to untie um and then we also have um god what do we have a mercury coming up too i'll do a whole other other post on that too oh jupiter you know jupiter is like even in retrograde he doesn't really i was born with a jupiter retrograde you know it's like there are times you know jupiter kind of represents abundance and luck and expansion And there are times when, you know, you feel lucky out in the world. And then there are times when you kind of feel lucky at home. And I think that, you know, thinking about that idea, thinking about appreciating what you have, I think that would be a really wonderful thing to do with Jupiter retrograde. So, uh, okay, that's it. Let me know what you think. I want to hear from you. Please send me an email. Um, also, if you want me to, if you want me to answer any questions, I would love that. Michelle.prentice at gmail.com, or you can reach me at the Persephone Program.com. Send me a message, 
online and I will answer it. I'll answer it on this. Okay, so where are your retrograde planets and where's your Gemini Sagittarius? What do you need to let go of to grow? Have a beautiful day. Saturn will retrograde from May 10th to September 28th. Jupiter will retrograde in Capricorn from May 14th to September 12th. And then in June, Mercury will retrograde in Cancer from June 17th to July 12th. These retrogrades combined with the um, nodal axis changing is really bringing about, I think the massive sea change that we need. I'm going to be doing a workshop with Brooke Albrigo that is going to take us all into a deep dive with the retrogrades beginning this Friday with Venus and her 40 day and 40 night journey into herself, into her deepest self, as well as into the past. So um, do check on social media for these opportunities to do these wonderful workshops with energy and sound healing with Brooke and a guided meditation and information um, on your personal journey through the retrogrades with me. So I am very excited about what we can accomplish uh, this month and going forward. And I think if we use that idea of reviewing the past, a beginner's mind, it's almost like I get the idea of you know, when you want to look for something that you've lost and you like retrace your steps and you go back to the scene of the last time that you saw it, I feel like that is what's happening right now. And it's really an interesting way of looking at um, the energetic opportunity that we have. Anyway, I would love to hear from you. Um, love to hear about what you want to hear about. Love to hear about um, how you're feeling, what you're doing in this retrograde, how it's affecting you. Again, you can book readings with me on persephoneprogram.com. I'll be writing about, um, you know, our new moon and the retrogrades as they come up. But do join us um, this Friday. I think it is donation based. So how awesome is that? Um, anyway, love it. Thank you so much for listening to me and um, for contributing to this new <laughs> potential uh, new paradigm growth. I appreciate it and I appreciate you. Have a blessed day.